do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. And I think that was another really great piece of advice and um, quote that I've taken with me in my journey because sometimes as a sole founder, it can be very lonely. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about startups here in sunny Western Australia. We talk to startups, entrepreneurs and innovators who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it. My name is Danelle Cross. And my name's Chris Tan. And before we start, we'd like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast in the land of the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. The Startup West podcast is brought to you by Startup News. Thanks to support from sponsors Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and TechOn. And on this episode, we talk with the fabulous Ingrid Rodriguez from Iconic. Hi, Ingrid. Welcome to Startup West. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about Iconic, uh, what it does, how it's going? Uh, Yeah. Hi. Um, Great to be here. Thank you. Just to put it context, so um, oral health is a fundamental human right um, and I believe that every person on the planet deserves access to products that prevent disease. So over the past 30 years, we've had an increase of 1 billion people with oral diseases of which gum disease and tooth decay, highly preventable diseases, impact half the global population. Mm. Um, You know, we have about a billion people suffering from severe gum disease at the moment, 2 billion with tooth decay in their adult teeth. We have half a billion kids at the moment with tooth decay in baby teeth. So Iconic exists for this purpose. So mm. we're a multi-award winning uh, international company focused on righting this wrong. So we're an oral healthcare company. Yeah. Fabulous. And can you tell us a bit about Iconic? How does the business work? Who are your customers? Yeah. So um, I run it virtually. So mm. I've done it very different to most people. I've outsourced all our R&D to universities overseas and interstate. Um, so it's been using infrastructure that's already in place. Um, I am reaching that point now where I need to start bringing that human capital. Um, so that will be part of a raise that we do in the future. Um, at the moment, I'm continuing to outsource to, to universities. Our customers are pretty much everyone that has teeth and gums. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's quite a large customer base, Ingrid. <laughs> Fabulous. Ingrid, um, what have been some challenges and successes for Iconic to date? Yeah, so successes have been we um, won an international competition a few years ago. It was a joint venture between Johnson & Johnson Innovation and Queensland Government. So they were looking for disruptive technologies that address um, an unmet uh, medical need. We took out the consumer division there for addressing tooth decay and gum disease. Um, we've also um, been awarded federal, state um, and international funding from different governments as well, which has been really wonderful. Um, and we've had really successful collaborations with um, universities overseas and in Australia. Some of the challenges that we've had is um I knocked back some British funding a few years ago, which was a seven-figure deal that was on the table. I disappointed a lot of people, but it was just the misalignment of values that Mm. um, didn't work for me. Um, And the university found it very hard to understand. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to run a business. Um, And, yes, it has taken a little bit longer, but I can sleep at night and Mm. I'm I'm quite proud of that decision as as hard as it was. Mm. Um, Other challenges I've had is, like, you know, I started 10 years ago, female founder, and I don't like to spend too much time on gender and that, but, you know, female founder, deep tech, emerging tech, um, every challenge of pioneering new business models, social Mm. enterprise, you know, you name it. Um, So that's been really challenging. Um, 
and also false starts. So it's not doing lack of bringing people into the company, but just people showing up as um, trying to be genuine in helping and actually mm. having hidden agendas. Those have been my challenges. Yeah, awesome. And I'm sure challenges um, that are shared by many other entrepreneurs as well. So thank you for sharing. So I'd just like to ask a bit about your business model. So yeah. how are you enabling this new technology to to deliver, you know, um, the impact? Yeah. So we're still in pre, like we're commercializing mm-hmm, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few more laboratory studies to do, and then we'll go into first in humans. Um, it's a platform technology. So in its first iteration, it's a pace that people can apply and use on a daily basis. Um, we're trying to look at extending the duration of the coating. So at the moment we're taught to brush and floss twice a day and floss once a day, but clearly that's not working. We've had an increase of 1 billion people with oral diseases in the last 30 years. Mm. Um, the biggest nightmare for parents is with their kids, you know, trying to get them to brush morning and night. Um, and yet we have half a billion kids with tooth decay, you know, 30% of our kids, preschool kids here in Australia have tooth decay in their mm-hmm. baby teeth. It's just not, something's wrong, mm-hmm. something's not working. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got various sort of business models. So looking at potentially launching our own sort of um, toothpaste here, um, but also licensing the um, technology to, as an ingredient, I guess, you know, that um, we've developed it in a way that we could actually embed it into different product categories, for example, liquid, gum and paste, which is what we're working on at the moment. Great. Great to understand um, that in more um, depth. That was um, fascinating. Thank you. How have you funded uh, Iconic so far? Um, Do you have uh, advisors, mentors? Yeah. I have self-funded about 80% of it. So I continue to work in in dentistry for a long period of time. I've worked in the industry for 30 years. Um, I've had um, friends and family. So we've got safe notes. Um, And obviously the grants that have come through state government, federal governments, international governments, that's how we funded it. And what about your fundraising plans from here on in? Yeah, it's quite interesting because I've just pivoted. So I've also developed a clinician's product for gum disease. The paste is to protect teeth and gums, but it's tackling tooth decay predominantly. Um, And I was going down the clinician's path and that requires heavy regulatory process for sort of to make those claims, you become a medical device. Um, But after visiting the UK just recently and understanding that they've had an increase by 83% of children being hospitalised and had teeth extracted under general anaesthetic because of tooth decay, I was like, okay, I've got this toothpaste sitting Mm. there ready to go. Mm. Um, We need to do something with that. So um, we've pivoted and moving down that pathway. Yeah, terrific. Um, So... Your plans for Iconic, how long has Iconic been going for? How long have I you been? I started the company in 2011, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but proof of principle didn't happen until 2014. Yeah. Um, so I spent the first three years travelling the world, meeting with subject matter experts, really researching the ingredients that we're using. I have a really strong sense that the body can heal itself if we apply the right ingredients mm. to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I spent a lot of time researching behind the scenes before I actually did anything. Mm. Yeah, with so it. say sort of iconic over the last sort of seven or eight yep. years or so, what's your vision for the next three to five? And it sounds like you're on a, you know, quite an amazing yeah. trajectory at the moment. Yeah. What's your next three to five year vision? So three short-term vision is to commercialise this toothpaste mm-hmm. and make it accessible to all children, um, you know, starting in Australia and potentially UK, looking at certain collaborations there at the moment. Um, and then 
expanding globally. Um, but furthermore than that, it's a clinician's product for gum disease to help people um, in that area, especially because gum disease is linked to diabetes and mm-hmm. heart disease and some of the world's most chronic diseases. Um, and then um, ultimately we want to, f- to build a fully integrated life science company here um, in Australia, you know, that we have an R&D facility, the moving into manufacturing and distributing, exporting um, all over the world. We have a strong focus on a circular economy within our business, which I know I've made it very difficult for us, Um, and very big on using green manufacturing processes. Mm. So we have these challenges, but it's quite exciting at the same time, yeah, because it's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely there is. Um, So through your journey um, and uh, your experiences, how – would you describe the local startup scene that, um, you know, you've been working and growing through? Yeah, um, I've lived away from the local scene for about 10 years. Mm. Um, I only came back about two years ago. So what I have noticed is it's steadily growing um, and it's becoming more vibrant and diversified, which is really exciting. Um, I've seen increase in innovation hubs. Like I think when I was here, it was just Space Cube at the time. Then all of a sudden there was just all these innovation hubs everywhere else, which was really exciting. Um, I think the increase in government support with grants and fundings, in particular the focus on diversification of the economy and the funding that's going into life science companies is really quite amazing and I really applaud the government for that. Um, Yeah, and it's just this fostering of innovation ecosystem that is quite quite great, good to see, but also um, seeing the international talent pool that's coming Mm. into WA, that's really cool. Mm. I agree with you and I was going to ask on that, where where were you before you came back to Perth? Where were you living? Everywhere. Oh, you were living everywhere? Literally, yeah, Queensland, Victoria, um, UK. Okay. (laughs) So I'd like to just ask what companies or people have impressed you and that might be in your, you know, in in your interstate uh, trips or or, or overseas or here in Perth in the last couple of years? It's actually actually here Mm. and they're actually startups Mm. um, because um, I was part of the Plus 8 Accelerator program a couple of years ago um, and there were quite amazing companies that were going through and you know, I make mention to, I think they were W.O. Homestays at the time, Amanda Walker, but, you know, she's now Aussie Homes and, you know, it's all about, you know, Aussie Homes and, you know, supporting sustainable tourism. And then there's um, the guys from Team Ready One, you know, that's all VR. And then um, Dan from like Wolf at Box, you know, doing this human grade food for dogs. And then the girls at Idea Academy, you know, what they're doing to revolutionise education, you know, and providing an alternative sort of um, educational pathway for kids that don't yeah. actually fit the the ecosystem. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Awesome to shout out to to fellow entrepreneurs as well. Um, so what do you think we can do better at as an ecosystem here in Perth? Thank you for asking that question. And it's only because I've noticed that it's become quite prevalent, quite recent for me personally. Um, we just need to... Um, put a stop to the tall poppy syndrome Um, and in particular shout out to women, um, stop cutting each other down. Um, My greatest um, cheerleaders and advocates have been men actually Um, and just recently I encountered a situation um, about the Innovation Booster Grant that, you know, we were able to access and a comment was really quite harmful and hurtful. Um, and I did shed a few tears when I went home because I thought, when when did this become a thing? Um, and I had not ever experienced it before, but am lately. Mm. Um, and so I would say put a stop to that um, and stop comparing ourselves to each other. Keep your eyes in your own lane 
And if you want recognition and accolades and credits or feel jealous for what someone else is doing because of their success, um, just stop, you know, and reflect, look inside and ask yourself, why am I doing this? And what would happen if I actually celebrated this person? That's where I see the gap. Um, it's, it's the human skills. It's being genuine um, when you want to support someone. Um, authenticity. Yep. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and TechOn. Ingrid, can we take you back through your career from your school days? Uh, were you born in Perth? Um, no, I wasn't actually. I was born in Chile, South America, and we migrated to Australia um, when I was two and a half years of age. Yep. And um, what were your favourite subjects at school? Uh, did you show any sort of leadership and entrepreneurial potential back then? Yeah, I did actually. Um, you know, these questions are really great to reflect upon. Mm. Um, and um, I really loved maths and computing. Um, I did actually electronics. I was one of two girls in the electronics class um, and very much liked um, also dancing, So, which was also subject and languages, which was the French language, which was beautiful. Yeah, yeah awesome. And where did you go to school? Uh, Corpus Christi College. Corpus Christi, yeah. 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 Awesome. So what were your favourite subjects at school? Um, I really loved maths and science. I was like, I did electronics, which was, I was one of two um, females in the room to do that. Um, I was also like into computing and dance was also a subject that was offered at school, which I really loved. Um, and the French language, yeah, I learned French if I hadn't already said that. Yeah. No. And did you show leadership or entrepreneurial potential? Yeah, upon reflection, um, mm. I did. Um, I was in Girl Guides um, mm. from a young person from the age of 10. Um, and I did Army Cadets when I was 15. Um, and then um, when I was in Year 12, I was selected as female captain of the gold faction, which was sort of the athletics carnival. And the teacher that we had at the time, his words have resonated with me my whole life since that moment um, for the last 40 years. And basically he said the team that wins the carnival is not the team that wins every race. It's the team that shows up to every race. Well, it came up to the um, under 17, under 18s, um, 800 metres, I couldn't find our gold representative. And I was like, I cannot get anyone to fill this oh, in. No. So I had to put myself <laughs> in there and I was like, I know I'm going to lose, but I don't care. It's about showing up. And, yeah, I came about second or third last. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did actually win the overall carnival and it was just such a major learning um, in my life um, that I'm forever grateful because I actually apply it in, in everyday business today. That's such a great um quote or something like to follow, like it absolutely makes sense in also aspects of life. Um, after school, uh, you went to university, did you go to university? Yeah, I did. So I went to Curtin University um, and studied dental therapy. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much it. I started to do a business degree straight after, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I pulled out. <laughs> I felt like I'd need it some stage in my life. I was quite intuitive in life. I thought, I feel like I'm going to need this one day. But then it was just like, no, just go and enjoy, you know, working in your industry for a while. And, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, what was your first job after your dental therapy degree? Well, whilst I was in dental therapy, I worked at Bats and Bats as a sales mm-hmm. assistant. And that was really awesome because like you're sort of put into different sort of fields. You work in the men's department, children's or kids. And I was a floater very quickly. So I worked in all three departments and then I was put into admin. So I'd have to go in on Saturday mornings and balance the book. So working with thousands and thousands of dollars. So it was really cool. Um, so that was my very first job and then into industry, obviously. But I think I've always needed to have a couple of things going at, at, at the time. And so I became an usher at Subiaco Oval. And that was just such an amazing fun, gig I did for fun. two years. Yeah. And also um, I then went and studied like business and life coaching. So I was living in Victoria at the time and set up my own coaching company. And then I did some importing of um, oral care devices to facilitate um, clinicians in certain um, procedures that we have to carry out when we're assessing gum disease. Um, And then iconic. Mm. (laughs) It seems to me you've always had that entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Yeah. um, Throughout when you're, you know, when you're recounting, you know, your, your, I guess your career. Ingrid, now after going all into iconic, what do you know now that you would wish you had known at the very start? I wish I'd known it would take me so much longer than what it has. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was very naive. I was a clinician commercialising. I knew nothing about commercialising products. Um, so I had to learn as I went. I think even just going to my first patent attorney, so I need to patent something, and he said, oh, you need something more specialised. So not even knowing, you know, that there's specialties in patent attorney, that was really quite interesting. Um, so lots of learnings um, and anticipating that it's going to cost a lot more than mm. than what it has. I think they're the two things that really stand out for me. Yeah. Mm. And what about advice to other founders? Can you share some for your fellow entrepreneurs out there in the trenches? Yeah. Mm. This was actually said to, I'm very big into personal development and I did a personal development workshop I don't know, about 10 years ago and um, he used to always finish off by saying, do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. And I think that was another really great piece of advice and um, quote that I've taken with me in my journey because sometimes as a sole founder, it can be very lonely and people around you, even if they are fellow entrepreneurs, you know, your pain points are so different along the times because we're all doing different things. Um, And so just sort of doing whatever it takes to back yourself in whatever you're doing, be willing to invest in yourself so others will invest in you Um, and trust your instincts because, you know, we can have great advisors and mentors around us. But I think there's an intuitive nature to business that we don't tune into enough and um, that has served me very well and the times I haven't listened to it, it has not been great. Yeah. Beautiful advice. Um, Ingrid, we're going to move on into the rapid quick fire round. So we're going to shoot up a few questions and just the first things that come to mind. All right. What's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? It's emotional connection with your clients or consumers, um, resilience and agility. Mm, here, here. Uh, if you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being? Um, there's a lot of amazing ideas at universities and we're not very good at commercialising that. So um, I went on a trade mission to the Netherlands quite a few years ago and at the University of Twente, uh, Twente in Enschede, I basic principle was that things were divided into thirds. So commercialising an idea that came out of the university was a third to the university, a third to the founders or the academics and a third to VCs. So it's different business model of how to commercialise out of universities. Okay. Um, Who do you most admire in the local tech scene? It could be a company or a person. Yeah. 
I actually admire uh, all the four venture funds that have recently popped mm. up um, to support the WA ecosystem. Um, I think it's quite incredible that they're actually all startups in their own right mm-hmm. and they're investing in startups and I think that's amazing. But I did want to do a special shout out to VentureX HQ, um, which is the last kid on the block uh, or the latest kid on the block, I would say, you know, which, um, they, you know, they're purely set up to um, support female-led startups. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And how can anyone listening help you? Um, introductions to networks, like-minded investors um, and um, strategic partners who are in, actually inspired to solve this problem as much as we are. We do have an audacious goal to impact 1 billion mouse by 2033. Um, so we need all decks on, you know, hand, uh, all, is that hands on? I don't know what all that hands is. On deck. All hands yeah, on deck. That's it. That's <laughs> to, it. To help us realise that dream. Of yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. And Ingrid, what do you do to get away from it all? How do you rest and relax? Yeah, I really love spending time with family and friends. Um, that really energizes me. I like my own company as well. Um, that's what re-energizes. Um, I'm quite an introvert, you know, despite what my people might think. I recharge by being on my own. Mm. Um, the beach energizes me. I do yoga. I paint. I do alcohol. Oh, yeah painting on pots um i love writing poetry play the guitar i make candles as well yeah and dance you are a woman of many talents thank you so much ingrid it's been fabulous to hear about the iconic journey and your journey as well in your throughout your career um it's terrific to have you back in western australia and contributing to our ecosystem and we wish you and the iconic all of the very best thank you so much for having me it's been really great um, spending time with both of you today and also thanks to our sponsors the startup west podcast is produced by startup news and is made possible by the support from space cubed curtin university rsm the city of perth and TechOn. and we recorded this podcast at riff podcast studios in beautiful downtown perth western australia don't forget to subscribe to startup west on your favorite podcast platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed and if you like what you hear please leave us a review we'd love to hear from you 